I hate you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is smooth out a little safe place here. You know, smooth it out, uh... Rub it down, back it, twist it, rub it around. Smooth, safe place. And uh, I don't know, I get carried away there with this the safe place making. But that's what I do here. You never get to use place making unless you're, you know, in the map business or the, you know, place making. I wonder if people that work at in placemats, so they say, "What do you do? What, what kind of business you in there, Bob?" I'm in the placemat place making business. That's a mouthful. Placemat making. Let's see if we can come back to that. I like that. And for another thing, I always get on these irritated tirades. Mildly irritated. Where, where the hell, what the hell happened to placemats? I mean, I, I kind of sound like a scratchy, but, but I can remember the glory day. I think I was, I think I was a young lad in the glory days of placemats. Uh, when they weren't just for to, for children, you know, that were learning to eat. What was, those are called babies, I believe. But they're not babies anymore, because they, but they're not toddlers. And when they're definitely, I guess they're ba- they got you got your inf- newborn, you got your infant, your baby, and then also it's the toddler. What what, what is it in in between in between the, the, the those the, the toddler and the baby stage? And don't say child because that's a trick trick answer. Uh, but anyway, maybe I'll come back to that. Maybe I'll put a place making. Maybe I can do some place making and the placemat making. Uh, but I guess I got. But I'm going to tr- create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's got you up at night. Whatever has you tossing and turning, whether it's thinking. Feeling, sensing, hearing—I I don't know—I'm I'm doing something with my hands right now. You probably know what it is, like doing the old circular motion with my hand. Like, come on, Scoots, think of the word that's in your brain. You know, but but emotional stirring—you uh, know, any anything—you could be traveling. You could have had a b- bad day. You could have had a good day. You could be whatever it is. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to distract you. I'm gonna try to take your mind off of it. I'm going to send my voice across a deep, dark night here. And my intention, and my intention just means I'm going to be here for you, whether you're listening or not. And you're under no pressure to listen. Let me just put that out there right up front. Uh, Let me just ease your fears. You know, if the placement making didn't ease any fears of sensibility, you know, let me just tell you, you know, I'll be doing my best to make it kind of make sense. But, but you see, you just drift off whenever you feel like it. I'm a friendly, I'm a friendly rambler. I guess if, if, if I had a book, I guess it was, if I had a gardening book that wasn't about gardening, but it was about putting people to sleep. Gingerbread Press 2022, the friendly rambler. If Gingerbread Press is still in business, which probably doesn't look so, so hot thus far. Because uh, this is a ginger, this is what they, I think they call it the balance sheet. The gingerbread, gingerbread press balance sheet is uh, lawsuits 41. 
as of this morning. I haven't checked the email. Uh, books printed. None. New Zealand. No. No books printed yet. But I'll be the friendly rambler. You know, I'm not. I'm not a published author. And you know, obviously, I'm trying to come up with. My, you know, I'm trying, but but I haven't filed through on creating my own. What was called? Is that an imprint? I mean, maybe I, I can hear you. I, I can hear the most sensible part of my brain. Why don't you just cut out the middleman scoots instead of writing books? Gingerbread play, gingerbread press placemats. And I say you're brilliant, but I actually got to do this podcast intro. How come the only time in my life you come up with good ideas is? Oh, it's being recorded. About perfect. Okay, so I'll get back with you. By the way, I've never met you. What part of the brain are you? Oh, it's just, just a strange chemical imbalance. That was just only this one unique moment in my life where I had a good idea. Okay, thank you. I guess I'll never see you again. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, sorry about that. I just had a good idea. Maybe. But anyway, I'm going to try to take your mind off. So I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Did I say that already? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get distracted. I, I guess it's not distracted. I'm gonna get curious because I am curious about this placement thing. So I'll go on a little tangent here, and I try to make this. I try to make the tent as big as I can because I know some of you younger people, some of you new people might be like, "What? What in the heck is a placemat? Isn't that the thing they give you? They give the bratty kids sitting two tables down to draw? Well, that's what it is now." So this will be a this will be a mini version of, of what what to expect the rest of the show. I mean, tonight I'll be talking about uh, season premiere Game of Thrones, and then we'll talk about what came up in the episode and what the episode made me think about, and maybe we'll have some other stuff going on there, uh, but just in a micro sense. So at one point they would sell placements. I think most of them were covered in the paper. They were laminated. Well, there were some that were laminated. I mean, you had the high-end doily placemats. Those, those that didn't, you know, I had eight kids or six kids in my family. But there were times we, we were living large and we all had our own. Well, I think there were times, and they might have been homemade placemats, but I think there were times where you'd pick up placemats I guess I can kind of see why the place placement business, the the, the, the great placement decline. I say, what, 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 hey, hey, Shelly, why is Bob so down? Well, the great, you know, the great placement glut, you know, and then the crash, you know, Bob was placement, placement, placement maker. He was in, what did I say? I thought I had a wittier way of saying it earlier, but now I lost that witty thing. Well, wasn't Bob an engineer, though? Well, yeah, he was in placemat placemaking. He would build the factories that the placemat barons, you know, made their fortunes. You know, at the expense of the workers and, the, and the, you know, while of the working, working men and women in the United States. Because uh, it turned out the placemat, all it did was just cause the spills to go up onto another part of the table. Or, you know... You know, you'd, carry, you'd try to carry the crumbs. It would just move. It, it didn't actually, you know, do, do anything useful. You know, Bob had big ideas of vacuum-based placemat, but, you know, that short-circuited. And uh, they tried all these things, but they just decided, you know, why bother? 
you know, sometimes my curiosity leads me to places of interesting stuff, but I guess the placemat, for anybody that's too young to remember, or, you know, you, maybe people that lived in the real glory days before I was alive, of play, maybe there was some good days of placemats. Um, you know, I just lived in the uh, plastic-coated placemat era, the PCPE. If you're, you know, for those of you that, you know, use a placemat based calendar instead of a Roman one or whatever the heck it is. Yeah, I can see why, I can see why there's not much placemat material, you know, because I think I, I just ran right through it and I ran right up against, a, I could use a placemat to, you know, play, I guess I need to do some placemaking here in the intro where I'm really... So that's it. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I try to go places and it just fizzles out. But it's just like going down a a, a, a cul-de-sac and you look at it. You say, "Well, that's where the dentist lives. That you giant house, honey." And it's so orthodontist, you know, all the time. This was a real conversation. All the times you removed your braces, you know, we had to pay for that. Oh no, really? Anyway, I'm just going to go back to staring out the other window. And then you just, you know, we'll just move on to the next thing, which the good news is it's it's Game of Thrones. Now, don't worry, I'll be running through this Game of Thrones episode. You know, I'll kind of change the action and make it a little more bedtime, bedtime, whatever you call it, bedtime-esque. Well, well, she said, I mean, if you're just correcting my language right now, yeah, and I realize, you know, that's a bedtime ask isn't a word. It's a genre, actually, a genre within a genre. But, but yeah, so I'll change it around. So, so if, and if you're worried about spoilers, I try to make it as spoiler free as I can. Um, but, and this will come out the week after the episode. So ideally you've watched it, watch the episode. Uh, but there's also, you know, I'll, I'll use lulling, soothing tones. And the thing is, you can fall asleep whenever you want. But if you can't fall asleep, you know, I'll be here. I'll be giving the, the best uh, analysis I can, just like my analysis of the economics of placemats. My analysis of Game of Thrones will be right parallel with that non-cutting edge. You know, you see, what she said, I can't say it's not in-depth or it's, it's uh, not surface. You say, yeah, well, it's lulling and, and soothing and a little bit pointless. And, and it's a mildly amusing. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is trying to take your mind off stuff, help you fall asleep. I, I've been there. That's why I use the term deep, dark night of falling asleep. So I want to be your companion. Instead of listening to all the rambling going on in your brain or your body or your feelings, you know, you could give your attention over to me, but but you say, well, just uh, like give him like 4% of my attention. Like start with 80 and then maybe put another 10% on getting comfortable and, you know, whatever. And then you, you slowly, re, you know, you're, it's called it's called your common sense. Your common sense will, well, I'll drop it down. Like, it'll be rapid. I'll say 78, 79. Okay, good. And then you'll be down to give me, like, a neutral percentage. Well, Scooter's here. He's still talking. But we're, yeah, you know, you're physiologically listening to me, but you're not listening. You know, your, your tympanum or whatever is vibrating, but, and that's fine. That's the deal here. But the other side of it is, uh, if you're like me sometimes and you can't sleep, I'll be here the whole time keeping you company. 
and I'll I'll be putting it put putting in the work. So so I'll be here. To take your mind off stuff. Be your companion. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. Take, if it's your first time, a few times here, first I'd say a hundred times. Podcast a little bit different, off the beaten path. If you're skeptical, you know you should all sleep related stuff. You you should greet with some skepticism. This podcast doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. And I appreciate you coming by. And I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So so thanks for your time. All right, housekeeping. We're on web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. Uh, you can comment on the website. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. You can, uh, if you want to support the show, we're looking for 300 new uh, supporters by the end of the month. You know, in, in any range you could afford to support the show so we can keep making it 12 episodes a month. If you want to support the show, go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N, or you can find us on Patreon. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who edited our, uh, who does our music and edited the show. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. I want to thank uh, Jonathan Mann on the lullabies. We've got a Facebook group, sleepinmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank Alexandra, Laura, Lidalai, Julie C., Jennifer B., Rachel L. to the G, who moderate over there. And we have a subreddit over sleepinmepodcast.com slash reddit, and I want to thank Latitude, who moderates over there. And I believe that's it. Let's get on to the show. Uh, hey, you've only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up, whether it's uh, racing thoughts you know, any racing things, you could have racing feelings. I don't know. Some people have cats or small dogs racing around the room. See, I've seen that before. Many, I mean, I, you know, there's, there's billions of videos of that stuff. You know, that could be distracted. You, and he said, well, maybe just let them tire you out, tire out, and then I'll distract you from that. But if it's something close to that, or you're, you're, you're off your routine, you're traveling, outside, whatever it is that's keeping you up, I'm going to take your mind off of that. Uh, that's what the safe place is, kind of a distraction. And what I'm going to do is send my voice and my intention to put you to sleep across the deep, dark night. And try to scorch you across the threshold from wake to sleep, but ideally you won't even know. Like, it'd be kind of like your your boyfriend, your friend coming over to tell you a story. Sit at a comfortable distance. Your eyes will be closed. So I kind of be like a friendly, disembodied voice. Fully bodied, though. Disembodied never sounds good. And what do you think a disembodied voice is? How did it, how, you know, I guess this is, you see, in 10 or 15 years of doing this podcast, I might develop empathy or compassion with humans. Because uh, I'm really working my way through the projected things, you know, uh, imaginary friends, blankets, 
in now disembodied voices. I say, well, geez, they can really, they really can have compassion and empathy for those because they say, where the heck, you know, one of, I wonder if any of them are like, hey, where the heck's my body? How did it get disembodied? And disembodied seems to signify, you know, that it happened in a non, you know, disembodied seems to be like a, like they almost like they'd say, it's like the organic ghosts, disembodied voices. They're, you know, they're the nice ghosts. And, uh, you know, they, they might not even be ghosts. Disembodied voices. Organic certified. I don't know. That didn't... It just got me thinking about that. Sorry about that. Uh, but I guess any voice you hear without a body... But I have a body... And then my voice is, I like to think of my voice has a little bit too much body, you know. It makes up for my hair, which has no body. I remember, and I think, again, this is a throwback, but they used to, that was one of the big pitches with these shampoos. I don't see any shampoo ads on TV anymore. Probably the last thing I saw was for, like, Pantene Pro. And what the hell makes it pro, you know? It's a shampoo. Like a pro of what? Uh, but they're always pitching these shampoos that give your hair more body. And, bo- you know, when I see hair with body, I say, boom, you know. But my hair is no, my my hair is the opposite of body. And I tried that. Believe me, I tried to, can, I don't even know. And this isn't, it isn't meant to be a stand-up comedy like, but I don't know what the heck conditioner does either. And it's not, a, I'm not kidding. I, and I think I've asked people before. And they also think I'm joking. And then they try to explain it to me. I think I stop listening. I think I get distracted because I say, well, geez, if it doesn't. Because if you're new here, well, geez, welcome. This is a podcast intro for a sleep podcast. Would you believe that? Uh, but I was born uh, without hair. I was born with fur. So just, just to paint a picture for you, I have animal fur instead of hair and you might say okay what does that mean that doesn't mean that it say okay well it means i have animal fur instead of hair on my head but it's grown to a it's different lengths uh what it means though if you for for those of you that need specificity no no part i have no natural part my hair grows forward or out like all when they say cowlicks i have a one i have a multiple cow my whole head is cowlicks it's like i've been licked by a cow licked but okay this is another this is like the 15th autobiography title licked by a cow the scooter story instead of touched by an angel yeah no no that was my brother's autobiography touched by an angel no mine's licked by a cow it's four pages long. It's actually just a poem in a field with my hair. I, I can't go on a poem tangent because I'm in the middle of a, a, a Pantene Pro tangent here. A Pantene Pro, official shampoo of the podcast, gives your hair body even when you have fur. But so, okay, no part. My hair grows mostly forward. It's My hair is unbelievably straight and fine. And I don't mean like, damn, that hair is fine. I mean like, uh, you'd need if you wanted to look at one individual strand of uh, my hair, you'd need an electron microscope. That's how thin it is. And if I grew my hair really long, it would just sit against my head, like in one layer. Like if I grow my hair out, I mean, it looks like uh, it just doesn't look. You know, 
My hair just doesn't look good. But this is besides the point. This isn't about looks. It's about body. Another great role by Tim Curry, by the way, Mr. Body and Clue. So Tim Curry, shout out, sneaking that in there. But uh, So I would try these shampoos and conditioners to try to body up my hair, uh, uh, grease, gel, products. But when your hair is so fine and thin... You know, then you just get build up where you could see, like my hair, you'd see more of the product than the hair because there's not much there. And I even remember there was this Australian shampoo that was supposed to give your hair double body. And it smelled pretty good. It made my head itchy, though, so I stopped using that one. It was purple. I think it was, they said it was made from, uh, like, uh, I don't know, but, but it, it smelled good. I remember that, and it didn't taste good. Of course, I tried it because it had a tiny grape. It was purple, so I thought it would be grapes. It smelled good. I said, what is that, a grape? A grape smell imitation? Artificial grape? Let me let me take a swig of this shampoo. Oh, also, just in case you're new here and you're under, don't do not do anything I do. If, if you're an adult or a child, don't follow in my footsteps, believe me. Uh, but starting with tasting things, don't taste shampoo, kids, adults, if you, other people, and I don't know anybody else out there. I never, you know, I hear from a lot of things about the podcast. I still never heard from anybody else that has fur instead of hair. Uh, but there is one very famous person that does, and I don't want to out him because he might say, well, I don't have fur, I have hair. But Eddie Snowden definitely has the same hair as me. I mean, a little different color. Probably his is slightly better because he was styling it. But Eddie Eddie Snowden, you know, we, we share the same hair gene or close to it. I've talked about it before. Uh, what was my point? This was supposed to be a metaphor about the podcast. I mean, my, the podcast, well, actually, this podcast is a bit like my hair. It doesn't have much body to it. And you'd say, you know, if you're saying, it, like, this is Pantene Pro-V. Because, oh, yeah, I forgot it was Pro-V, like pro Maybe because it had professional vitamins in it. That's a good strategy. So, well, how is it pro what? Well, professional vitamins. What the heck does professional vitamins mean? A professional person put vitamins into the shampoo. Professional vitamin who? A professional a person we pay to put the vitamins in. They're vitamin. Okay, you got me. But this podcast is a bit like my hair. It's kind of thin. But it's not really, well, I don't know. It's not as bad as my hair. It's not fur. But I guess you say, well, is this a podcast or not? I say, well, it's not, like my hair if you're looking at it. Or when I go into a new person, they say, whoa, what's it? what is this on this boy's head? This ain't quite fur. hair. It's not quite fur. And I know, the like, talk about everything in compassion. They always are like, well, what the heck am I going to do with this? I just say, buzz it, man. I gave up a long time ago. Just buzz that stuff. And then we'll go back and forth and stuff about the length. And but but uh, and I guess that's the podcast. It, it's uh, to take your mind off of stuff. I, I've been rambling about shampoo and things. But th- that's what I'm good at. I'm not good at the body stories like your mystery show, your 99% invisible, your radio lab. You know, I'm not good at the pop culture analysis, uh, like something from Slate or the comedy from Midroll or Maximum Fun. You know, my podcast is a bit like my hair, a bit limp. Uh, no, oh boy, no, 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 no. Okay. Don't delete that. But uh, 
Don't remember that tomorrow. Do me a favor. Don't forget I said that in anything about me. Too late, I guess. But my hair is limp. I, I guess, unfortunately, when it's thin, when it's... uh. Well, actually, no, that's a contradiction because it's limp when I want it to, but, but otherwise it's standing friggin' straight up. When I wanted to say, well, geez, I want to, you know, I want to get this part sticking down. Then a holy cow, holy hair erection. So I guess it's not. There you go. My hair is unfortunately virile at the wrong times, which she said might be my, oh boy. It's true though, unfortunately. Uh, so it's always standing up. So they, yeah. So I guess that was a thing. There you go. There's an example of the podcast. See, I tried to teach, treat all those parts of me with respect. It just came up there. Uh, cause I guarantee not only 14 times during the waking day, but at bedtime I'll have arguments like that. This one that just went by, this was a conversion of kind of stuff that goes through my head at bedtime, but at bedtime it's much more agitated. And saying, well, man, if only we didn't have this hair, or why don't you just spend more money on your haircuts? Then you're probably, what if you use, don't they have Pantene Pro VD Plus? And then another voice might be like, well, if you didn't fixate on your, your you know, if you had more confidence about your hair, you wouldn't have to have shame. And, uh, and they said, well, actually, I'm pretty fine. Remember 10, 10, 20 years ago, I gave up on my hair. Don't you remember? Uh, in Santa Monica, when I got into the argument in the bar with the person, I said I had a comb over, and then I kind of went off, and then they said, this is not a comb over. Unfortunately, this is my hair. See, this is my hairline. And uh, I think that may have been someone famous, unfortunately. So they said, well, okay, that's it for, let's get out of Hollywood, because that's not going to work. I mean, I ended up with someone from Bosley Hair Club for something or other, but I didn't know that at the time. I thought it was Tom Bosley's agent. And I said, the happy day, you know, it won't be getting, it won't be right in the happy day's reunion. So anyway, that's a podcast. I meant to take your mind off stuff. I, I try to take it, you know, not positive, but I'm trying to be welcoming. You know, I got a, ping, a lot of ping-ponging going around in my brain. I got a lot of stuff you know, on my mind distracting me. But the idea is you listen to me just kind of ramble. Now, we're transitioning from here into talking about Game of Thrones, believe it or not. And so that'll be familiar. But, but you know, I'll take a kind of lulling, soothing version of it. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll think about sham. Well, I mean, that would be a good topic if it comes up. Be like, uh, like one yeah, well, like, what, what, what did they use for shampoo back then? And they say, well, it's not back then, Scooter. It's in, okay, over to there, whatever, across the metaverse, wherever the hell it is. And, you know, then I say, well, geez, who's, who's, you know, who's got the best head of hair on Game of Thrones? And then I'd say, okay, I'm stumped because I got, you know, that you could say, okay, let's just not pick because there's too much, too much good stuff there, too much good hairs. Let's not split hairs. Uh, so, but boom. Uh, but the whole concept of the podcast is instead of getting drawn into your internal rigmarole, to your internal narrative storytelling about why you can't sleep or what you can't get to sleep, that's where I'm sending my voice to creep across the deep dark tank. That's the safe place. It's a welcome place. You don't have to listen to me, but I'll be here. I don't have to put you to sleep, but I'm going to try. 
If you can't sleep, I'll be giving it my all. And just being welcoming and nice, even to the parts of me that's, you know, geez, they get, I mean, I can't, literally I'm talking through my brain right now because my brain is still firing off. It's like a mob of paparazzi reporters that still just want to talk about my hair. And there's also these jokey parts of me that say, can't we come up with more, you know, uh, shampoo-related jokes? And I say, not right now. They say, come on, let's do some suave. I say, suave material. I say, I think we already did that on the opening, actually. You know, it'd be suaver if we, you know, see, I can't even do it. So anyway, so that's the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Whole idea is to take your mind off stuff, help you fall asleep. It's a little bit different. So approach it with skepticism. Doesn't work for everybody. Really hope it works for you because it's the best intention thing I've probably ever done in my life. And I really, believe it or not, I really work hard at it. Uh, and I guess I'm naturally inclined at the same time. Uh, so, so when people talk about aptitude and effort meeting, mine meets in a place called Dollsville. And you can probably hear the pleasure in my voice. It's perfectly great. Who, who would, who would know that I'd have like chances to make Pantene related jokes, you know, and picture the beautiful stack photography of hair getting thrown back in the close-ups of the follicles that look like, uh, they always look very scaly when they get up close. You would have thought, and I don't know, I guess because they say, well, geez, if you don't use our Pro-V formula, what was that hot oil? Who made that? VO5, right? VO5, Vidal Vidal-Sasson. Yeah, see, we really could. They say, geez, if there was a comedy tour where people weren't required to laugh, I could definitely... Shampoo-related comedy tour. Yeah, see that? I say, what's up, Cleveland? VO5 hot oil in the house. I say, good thing, you know, good thing there's no audience here. Just on the waterfront. (laughs) Uh, But that's it. Uh, So I'm glad you're here. Like I said, I I really appreciate your time. I hope I can help you fall asleep. I yearn to help you fall asleep. So let's get on to the show. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place. I'm going to roll it and pad it and mark it with an SP. And I'm going to put, you know, put it out in the, the, the both the sun and the moonlight and mark it with a, also I'll mark it with a Y-O-U for you. And it is a safe place, it's an oral safe place, you know, because it's too close to oral, but, but A-U, you know, how you spell that one. Uh, but I guess it's more than that, because I'm going to do semi-voice across the deep dark night here. And my intention to kind of try to distract you and put you to sleep. And that's one part of the safe place. I'm going to try to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you up at night. I'm going to do some lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, you know, delaying tactics. I I use the word pauses, but I'll be delaying tactics, uh, word fumbling, word bumbling, word stumbling, uh, possibly even some word rumbling. You know, if my my tummy rumbles, my, my words may rumble. But not any, you know, 
in in the uh, the the, the, the uh, yeah rum, rumble like a rumble strip, and then a bumble like a you know a, like a you know when I trip over those speed bumps. But the whole idea is to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you up. Whether you're thinking about stuff, you're you're feeling anything physically, you're experiencing anything emotionally. Whether there's any external noises, changes in your routine, whatever it is, I'm gonna we're gonna talk tonight. We're gonna talk about Game of Thrones, a little segment called Game of Drones. Now you might have some questions. One, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, this should still work for you. Believe me. And it'll be like, you know, kind of a vanilla Sunday version of Game of Thrones. If you do watch Game of Thrones, it comes out the week after the episode. So if you're, if you're trying to see, now you could be, you'll be spoiled if you're awake. Uh, but, but, you know, not super spoiled. So you probably do want to watch the episode. If you're like me, you try to stay spoiler free. But then again, there's a high chance you'll fall asleep. So here's how the episode works. I'm going to get through this intro. If you're new here, welcome, by the way. Uh, but I'll get through this intro, probably another eight minutes of word bumbles. Old word bumbles. That should be my nickname. Have I, have I christened myself that nickname yet? Word bumbles and his best friend, Mumble Bear. But uh, so I'll get through this intro. Then I'll talk about the episode. And, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, just go, yeah, well. Stannis isn't in it anymore thus far, but I say, well, Stannis was standing, and it, one side of his lip was upturned. Is, is Stannis your salt and pepper? You know, and I'll say, Lord Commander. That's the only uh, Game of Thrones impression I can do, and I can only do it, uh, that's it. Like, I can't, they say, okay, can, can you do 10 minutes of Stannis? No, I can do uh, two words. Now, I could do 10 minutes of two words of Stannis. I've done that before on the pipe. Lord Commander. Lord Commander. Lord Commander. That's when he says, come out of the bathroom. Lord Commander. No, that's different. What was that one? Stannis, what did you mean there? Lord Commander. Uh, Stannis, where are you in, you know, in the afterlife? Are you coming back or, or what's going on with you? Lord Commander. Stannis, that didn't even sound like you. Lord Commander. Okay, Stannis, well, this is actually a sleep podcast, so I can't have, you know, I can only handle a certain level of rue. We save our rue for Roos Bolton, actually. Unfortunately, last season I kind of, you're beyond ruing. Lord Commander. Oh, Stannis, don't do that. You know I'm a softie. Don't do that to me. Lord Commander. Oh, that's what Santa says when he buys two ice creams, ice cream cones. Santa, did you buy me two ice Lord Commander. With rainbow sprinkles, Santa. Lord Commander. Oh, that means Santa wants to, he wants to, okay, okay, Santa. Uh, so, oh boy, I didn't, I didn't honestly expect to do that, but so that would be the episode portion. That would be like a few minutes of it. Uh, then the other thing I love about Game of Thrones is, is it makes me think of stuff. So I say, usually on the second, I'll say, well, you know, I'll say, well, yeah. I'll say, well, geez, what is the uh, most effective way? Well, this was something I tried to look up. So this is something that won't be on last. This would have been on last ep- one of the last episodes. And maybe if you're listening to this, Sir Jorah had these like ropes around his hands and his wrists, like, 
I don't know if that was for grip or what, like as part of his outfit, like as part of his, uh, you know, if he was equipping things. And I don't know if those are gauntlets. I don't think they are. Uh, maybe they were gauntlets. They were just handmade gauntlets. Like, but he has, like, sometimes he has uh, cloth around his hands, just around his palms. And I think it was on episode one, I noticed that it was more like a braided leather. Uh, and I said, what the heck is that? And I tried to go, you know, I guess if you Google, what the heck is that rope stuff on, sta- on uh, uh, and I put it on uh, Stan, no, no, J- Sir Jorah's hands. Doesn't, it does, it leads you somewhere. Nothing weird, but it, it doesn't get you what you needed. I think it, re- it led me to some, you know, other stuff. And I tried, you know, I tried some bullying, bullying or whatever you call it, and or I put those in there. Didn't made it more, you know, too many results, too many. Uh, so I said, hey, Siri, what the heck is that stuff on Sir Jorah's hands? She couldn't do it. Alexa, I tried Alexa. I think Alexa, I can't remember what she said. And does not compute, probably. So I'll do that. I'll actually investigate stuff. Well, investigate, that's a little bit of a strong word. Look look into it. Give it a cursory glance. How's how's that sound? That's the truth. And I'll say cheese sticks. This is is exactly, this won't come up right, because I don't think they'll have cheese sticks this season, but, or string cheese. They say, what the heck is string cheese? Who did Palio invent it or Sargento? Are those two companies still having a string cheese battle? You know, is string? Here's some questions. I don't. I probably don't want to know the answer. Is string cheese 100 percent cheese or not? How's it? How's it get so stringy? You know, is string cheese anything like those mini carrots or whatever? Like uh, that when I found out what the, the, the you know those cute carrots. What are those called? Char- car- carrot stubs? Carrot nubs? What are those mini carrots? So that would be, the, that's the second half of the show. Then, the, Well, I guess it's not a half. That's the second. That's after the episode. Then after that, we have a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce, fictional characters with a very distinct similarity. Or it could be parody or satire if I had a good grasp of what those were. Or it could be it's just a tribute, uh, just like... Uh, Tenacious D used to sing, this is just a tribute to Sir Tom and Sir Pounce. And then after that, you know, I like to check in with the, the old gods and the new, you know, just check in with them, say, what's up, Crone, and et cetera, et cetera. So that's how the episode goes. But the whole idea is, if you've been listening to this thus far, ideally, and, and, and I'm pretty confident if you've listened this far, they say, okay, I wasn't thinking about my checkbook uh, at, at any point during his Lord Commander thing or whatever. And you say, I don't even know what the heck he was just talking about for eight minutes. But I know I wasn't thinking about my checkbook. And Gertrude, my cat, is already purring. And ideally, at some point, you know, that's why I say send it across the deep dark night. I'm trying to get you across that threshold from wake to sleep. I'm a little bit goofy. A little, you know, that could, again, another understatement. You know, I'm a goo, you know, goofus. I guess it's boom. That's it. I'm a goofus. So I'll try to take your mind off. So if you don't have to listen to me hard, you don't have to listen to me soft. You don't have to listen to me at all. You don't have to fall asleep. I'll be here the whole time. 
and these Game of, Game of Drones episodes, they tend to get, get it, be extended. So I'll be here for a while. Uh, so I'll be your boyfriend here and, and I'll be your nighttime companion if you can't sleep. But if you can, drift off whenever you feel like it. Don't feel obligated uh, to sleep or to listen. Uh, that's why, that's why I'm here. This is what I do. This is what I love doing. Uh, this is one of my favorite times of the year with the brilliant Game of Thrones on the air. And I'm glad you're here. I know if you've your first few times here, if you made it here somehow, you say, what the heck is this? What? What's this guy? And then you say, this is going to put me to sleep. Or, or if you see, well, this is supposed to put me to sleep. What? And if that's the case, I'm glad you approached this with a healthy dose of skepticism. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate that because uh, I understand it. I'm skeptical about everything. So, but I'm glad you made it here. I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. I appreciate your time. So thanks for stopping by. Let's see. Let's keep this train moving. All right. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And if it's your first 60 or 70 times here, you might be wondering, what's the rest? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I said, well, Jesus, let me explain to so you. What I'm going to do is uh, create a safe place. And within that safe place, or even on the periphery of a safe place, how about that use of a word? And, you know, I don't think I, I just jinxed myself, though, because, uh, so there's be some word botching coming right up. That's one of my methods, but let me explain what I use word botching for. I, I create a safe place, and within the safe place, or on the periphery of the safe place, two for two on periphery, make it three for three. Uh, you could set aside whatever's keeping you up at night, whether it's uh, thinking, feeling, external noises, physical sensations, uh, coulda, woulda, shouldas, the stuff you're supposed to do tomorrow, you're traveling, you're in transits, or you're just like, you know, really excited about, you know, say you're going on vacation tomorrow, well, God bless you, you, you know, I'd be excited too, I understand. So what I'm going to try to do is take your mind off of this stuff. I'm going to use techniques like the newly uh, christened word botching, but that's something I've been using all along. I just didn't have a term for it. Uh, lulling, soothing tones, uh, wings of pointlessness. Uh, what do we call it? I, I thought we had a witty term for pregnant pauses. Uh, but, you know, I just use gratuitous pregnant pauses. I think, yeah, and th- those were. I just stuck a few in there and it helped me remember. Oh, yeah. If you stick a couple of gratuitous pregnant pauses in there you'll remember that they're gratuitous and also the, the more pauses you do the less words you botch i said wow this is like uh i guess some. i said i got some teamwork going on in my brain right now but if you're really new here and and, and, and indulge me uh because in my in and out of honesty i'm just trying to take your mind off stuff to put you to sleep these intros yeah, they go on. I, I try to introduce the concept of the show in a new way every single time. Uh, and actually, this is a new theory. I mean, it's an old theory. I just don't always put it forth. 
But I think one of the keys to the podcast is is somehow finding a like a familiarity and a variety at the same time. And so that's why I make the intros because some people they 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 fall asleep during the intro and that's a good thing. Now there's like a tiny sliver of the population, mostly goons, G O O N S, and hooligans. I can tell by the nasty things they write uh, that, that they don't like the intros, they, 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 or me. But that's fine because they, they, you know they don't need to sleep. You know they're go- they're, they're they've got you know hooligan. They're just returning from a hooliganing anyway. And then they accidentally get encounter my pike. So it's just, it's not meant to be, so it's not a big deal. Uh, but, you know, so the intros, it's it's trying to find a balance of something. They say, oh, okay, Scooter's going to try to make a, uh, it's not a misguided metaphor. And again, it's not a gratuitous, I guess sometimes there are gratuitous metaphors, just like those gratuitous pregnant pauses. Gratuitous use of the word gratuitous, and uh, what was the word I used? Uh, periphery. Just on the periphery of sensibility. I mean, that's where this podcast lies. Uh, but so that way, you know, if you're new here, you'll kind of get you, you, you'll you'll know pretty soon if I if if you know you say, well, I'm not a hooligan, but you make me feel like when I say, okay, maybe you could bail, and and no harm done. Thanks for your time. If you're unsure or you're suspicious, you're skeptical, give it a few tries. I hope it works for you. What I was saying is like, uh, like I think like a lot of the parts for me that get stirred up are thinking parts or worrying parts or to-do listers like would be the, it's the actual part of me and it's a metaphorical or relatable part uh, to the 80 other parts of me that get stirred up at bedtime, but they all get stirred up. And the whole thing is like I'm not really entertaining, super entertaining to regular people, to to humans, uh, or to the central humanity unit inside you. You know, I, I there's I don't try I try to avoid all philosophy and that kind of stuff. So I don't want to say the you you or whatever because I said, geez, I have no idea. So let's just use a straightforward metaphor. This is central is a CMH or central humanity unit C. Central H Humanity Unit, yeah, your CHU, right in there in the, the solar chasm or whatever they, wherever they install it, uh, that part of you, uh, you know, that part of you will, will actually, ideally, it'll go into sleep mode because they say, okay, this, uh, this is a little bit of nonsense, but the vibrations, it'll, it'll just vibrate your encasing of your CMH or whatever the heck I call it, the Central Humanity Unit. You know, so that all, all the other components within, you know, the, the, the little other, I call them brain bots. I don't know if they necessarily fit this this uh, schema of the, the human makeup, but uh, but I'm entertaining to all those other things. We'll, we'll say there's a little, you know, I don't know. Once you get a, it's stuff to, I guess I should have finished with the central, once you get a central humanity unit or whatever, you say, well, what else do you need? And he said, well, she said, yeah, I don't know why the, to be honest, I don't know why they installed all the other parts. Because, you know, if you take a few steps back, you start to see all these dials. And you got steam-powered stuff on one side. You got some vacuum tubes. You got some solid state. You got some stuff with different, like, uh, 
nocturnal gerbils running running wheels. You get that strange guy that you're pretty sure is a part of your personality riding a bike who turned into a light bulb on. And those, you know, all those different things are letting out alerts and signals. He said, well, geez, don't I just need this central humanity? What's all this other stuff? Well, that's the rest of you. I don't know. You know, I, I'm sure there's, you, you find better. Well, let's set aside all that right now. But what I try to do is I go in a room and your central humanity, let's just say that, like I roll into that utility closet, central humanity units up against the back wall. And I guess because it has eyes. Again, I don't know who the heck designed this thing. They say, well, why'd you put eyes on the central humanity unit? Because then it can see all the other buzzing and lighting stuff, and it can't go to sleep. And they say, well, I roll in, and you see me. And that's a familiar part of the show. You say, well, scoots. And usually even the central humanity unit will let us sound like that. <laughs> you know, they say, oh, scoots is on. You know, okay, so I could slowly start to roll down. But then all the other beeping and, and worrying and tinkling uh, contraptions, we'll call them, lovely contraptions, yes, you all are. They recognize me. They say, oh, it's a Scoots goofball. He's going to do some like, goofing around for us. Usually he'll, uh, I mean, this is behind the scenes. This is my other podcast, the straight uh, podcast, just for these creatures, you know, not for a central humanities unit. Usually I do... Uh, poor magic tricks. And they seem, I could just do that for eight hours every night for that part of you. And I say, for my next trick, and they already know I've never completed a magic trick, but luckily I, I've spent $4 million on packaged magic tricks. So then I say, you know, I'm going to make these balls disappear. But, and, and, you know, I, I work in some routines in there. And that's kind of what the podcast is, but see, there's a variety because I think if there has to be this familiarity, uh, but also this variety, because otherwise, you know, your central humanity unit still got those eyes on there. And if I just did the same four magic tricks, you know, all those parts of you would be like all the other parts of vacuum tubes particularly are sensitive to this. And of course, the gerbils and all them. They say, oh, no, 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 you did the one with the red balls, the foam balls before. And I said, well, no, this one's with rainbow handkerchiefs. Ooh, if I ever told you the tale of the double rainbow handkerchiefs. And that's pretty much how this podcast works, but it's more in, in a, just a narrative, you know, more like a Las Vegas, uh, well, you know, not as good as a Las Vegas, a good Las Vegas magic show. Usually it has like a overriding narrative, you know, to connect all the tricks. I think it's never had the, uh, the scratch to see one. I had to see Chris Angel or David Copperfield, David Blaine. You know, but that'd be cool. But, um, enough about me. Oh boy, where did that come from, Scoots? Holy, uh, forlorn magician problem. Okay, sorry about that, folks. It just sprung right out of me. Yet another issue, yet another nonsensical issue for me to deal with in my personal life. Let me just put, tamp that back down there. Uh, sorry about that, but so, but, but, you know, I'll be trying to do a story for the rest of the show. We'll do a little housekeeping and then we'll move on uh, to talking about Game of Thrones, and I'll run through a segment talking about the episode. Then I'll talk about some stuff I learned on the show. 
It'll be a little bit lighthearted. It'll be sanitized. It'll be fun. And then the episode will be capped off with a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce. And I'll talk to the old gods and the new. And the whole thing is just take your mind off of stuff. Let you ease off. Keep the attention of those parts of you that are more alert based or like you're no, I guess those are different. It's like, why do you, if you, again, I'm again, not to criticize the master architect or whatever the heck it is. If you have the central humanities processing unit, you know, what the heck do you have 50 notification centers for? And then, okay, that central architect literally just tapped me on the shoulder. I wish I could, I wish I had a video podcast that said, uh, so you could do something with your life, Scoots. And I said, well, you really do know what you do. Holy, you were so brilliant, central architect. Sorry about that passive aggressive thing five seconds ago. Yeah, that's where old Scoots comes in. I take them, you know, I don't want to call them lesser parts of you. What did we call them? The gizmos. There's gizmos in that room, too. Contraptions. Uh, we're, we're, I don't know, we're diddlies and things like that. Uh, what do you call them? Infernal devices. I think that was another term I've heard. So that's what I'll do for the next, and these Game of Thrones episodes are a little longer than normal, so I'll be here for a while. And the thing is, you don't have to fall asleep. I'll actually be putting in a full effort, just like I said with that magician type metaphor. I'll be wholeheartedly doing it, you know, just like a good amateur magician does. And that's one of my things that I love is like, even if they're terrible, if they're doing it with a joy in a full, like where they're fully involved, there's something wonderful about that, you know, and especially me, cause you know, I'm slobbing my words or whatever, you know, and they say, well, yeah, it's a bit like a, you know, watching somebody, spill Kool-Aid on themselves while they're drinking. I said, well, that's what I do in my spare time. So uh, basically what I'm saying is I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you stopping by. And I really yearn and I really desire to help you fall asleep. So I hope I can. Uh, and, and and thank you for testing this show out. Or thank you for keep coming back. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's keep this uh, uh, <laughs> bag of goofy tricks going. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble with getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whatever's got you tossing and turning I'm going to create a safe place that gives you a little bit of distance between that, like a little bit of a buffer or a boundary, or like a, I guess a bucolic zone. I just, I just said, that was the old, hey, Scoots, throw another B word in there. And I said, how about, how's, that, that's, uh, my brain quite, this is like real-time thinking. Monday, one second later quarterbacking of my real-time thinking. Yes, throw another B word in. I said, what other B words you got? And I said, they said, bucolic. And I said, well, that kind of fits, you know, buffer, boundary, uh, bucolic. And then my other brain said, well, do you know what that means? I said, picture in a pasture. My my brain said, okay, yeah, I kind of am picturing a pasture too. And I said, well, that'd be a nice place. That could be a safe place, you know. And we're only talking about the, the, like, intermediary zone. 
I said, well, that doesn't start with a B. I said, well, yeah, I know. Uh, whichever word, one of those words you choose, uh, like a distance between whatever's keeping you up at night, my distraction will do those things. Bucolic intermediary zone of boundaries and buffers. If I had a theme park, that's what it would be called. Old Scoots' Emporium of uh, Bucolic Boundaries, Buffers, and uh, intermediary zones with some weird and weird stuff. You know, that was a bit like a nice one of those nice and symbols and weird stuff. And then I probably cross out with stuff because I said, well, then I have to get stuff. And I don't really have, I said, well, I just rather just say weird. And then I say, oh, at first I'll go in the shop. Well, where's all the weird? And then they'll say, well, I say, well, afternoon, I'm in the shopkeep. And they say, oh, okay, there's, okay, them signed, he's a truth teller, They're like the Onion Knight. Uh, but the whole idea is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night here and take your mind off of whatever's keeping you up, ideally. So if it's thinking, feeling, external noises, internal uh, uh, disturbances, physical pain, a laundry list or a to-do list or just an irritating, you know, housemate or external, you know, neighbor, uh, which we call jerk faces around here. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to talk tonight. It's going to be about Game of Thrones. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. Uh, well, first I'll do an intro. I'll probably do, I don't know how many more minutes I could squeeze out of the, uh, you know, the emporium, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to, you know, work on a business plan. Okay, any business people, you know, get, get your laughs out, and I'll help you fall asleep. And any entrepreneurs will be like, well, come up with a mission statement first, or gravitas, or whatever the heck, yeah. But what I'm going to do is I'll get through the intro, we'll do a little housekeeping, then I'll talk about the episode, then I'll do listen. Well, the episode made me wonder about, you know, Plato. You know, that's just a, you know, that's just a fake example. And then I'll talk about, well, you, what, you know, I had to look into that kid with the beret and the Play-Doh. You know, don't you wonder who's that kid with the beret and the Play-Doh? And right there, there's a divergency, actually, because that question, if you you pose that to Roman Mars or Starly Kine or... You know, with a team at a pop culture happy hour or something, you know, you probably get some riveting answers or a different way of looking at that. You say, well, geez, the first question is that, is the Plato boy the same? Well, do they have Plato across the globe? Uh, Two, well, Mike, this this is already divergent. Does it taste as good as it does here? Because that'd be a problem for me. And is that beret clad? Actually, as a child, I guess I'm using my own uh, cultural window to, to make an assumption. Uh, so I apologize. Yes, this is a beret clad child. I think in my in my mind's eye, though, it looks like either like one of the two, Raggedy Ann or Raggedy Andy, you know, taken out, you know, and then put in a different context with a uh, smock. I think the kid's got a blue smock. And a beret. Now, it could be, last time I actually looked closely at a, they say, scoots, oh boy. You know, especially, what if one of the, uh, I, I, I probably just lost anybody if someone was like, well, my family had inherited a great, you know, I, I'm one of the, 
what are those called? Like, you know, my grandfather, great-grandfather was the inventor of Plato. I was going to donate, you know, $1.2 million to sleep with me. But after you've insulted my family business, you know, I'm going to take my, you know, Plato, my Plato dough. There's a accidental pun. Those are my favorites. You know, I'm going to take that elsewhere. And I said, well, geez, could I keep, uh, you know, I think at my emporium of boundaries and stuff, uh, I'd like to put up a Plato boundary. I keep Plato people out. They won't give me money. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'd like to actually, you know, because I could build a Plato wall. That would be weird. It'd be a boundary. It'd be a border. It'd be, it, I could say that it delineates an intermediary zone. And I could snack on it, you know, because when I get hungry, I, when I was a kid, I, you know, I haven't seen a diorama, I haven't tasted it. If, if there was something on a t-shirt, that's what it'd be. And I said, that's too, you know, it's definitely too long for it. Never seen a diorama, I didn't taste. And they say, warning, any anyone else don't listen to Scooter or follow his terrible examples. Uh, so that's the whole thing of the podcast. I'll go on some meanders. I'm going to use a, like a creasy, creaky dulcet tones, a pleasant pace, light humor. Uh, you know, and, and then I'm just curious. I'm just picturing Plato, that Plato child, my emporium of uh, non-delineated, whatever intermediary stuff. I mean, that would be pretty fun, too, to have, like, if I had a shopkeep desk, I could have a circle, and then I could always dress as the Play-Doh kid. I think I could, if I was in the Wild Wild West, I'd want to be the Play-Doh kid. I mean, they should have called me that back then, because I was always eating that stuff. I mean, they would usually say Play-Doh and kid, but just not in a, you know, charming nickname way. They'd say, why does this kid keep eating Play-Doh? Or kid, Plato, Plato, kid. Um, I should if if I could go back in time and be the trickster version of myself, you know, I'd say, "Wow, yeah, I'm the Plato kid." I'm gonna eat this uh, Tyrannosaurus's head again. Also, if you're new here, th- there's my qualifications. Like, uh, so they, that that should help you. You at least know the podcast is definitely not for you. Everybody else, you should stick around a few episodes, you know, say, okay, what qualifies you for a sleep podcast? I'd say obscene consumption of Play-Doh as a child. Uh, zero, you know, curiosity about the kid on the Play-Doh cover, which is probably the kid, it's probably the Crayola kid and not the Play-Doh kid. And the ability to rain. And then mostly, you know, this is just, I just, you know, PA, PA you know, bound or whatever you say, used to say like eight years ago when you wanted a video game, I'd say, and I can ramble about that for about eight to 12 minutes, no problem, in uh, these creaky dulcets. And I'm willing to bet you, for, for a lot of you, you'd be saying, well, gee, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I'm not sure I was exactly engaged with what Scoots was saying. And every once in a while, I like to do, you know, do the breakfast table example. If, if two partners are listening to it or two friends, you know, tomorrow, ideally, you'll be at breakfast. You'll say, what does Scoot say tomorrow? I'll say, well, whatever he said at the top of the show, we got to make sure to go to this website to check this out. And then Mystery Bard had a cool song. And I don't know, uh, something about a beret, but he always talks about it. It seems like every third episode he's going on some sort of beret tangent. 
or Barrett's. Maybe it was Barrett's. And then, you, honey, he's never talked about Barrett's before. I'm positive because that would be. And I think he probably wrote that down in his notebook to say, talk more about Barrett's. And he keeps forgetting. No, he was talking about eating clay, which I don't think is good. Oh, no, maybe it was. He was talking about dressing up as the Play-Doh kid for Halloween, I think. Well, anyway, you, you did you, I slept so good, dear. Oh, so did I, dear. Oh, let's eat our, uh, oh, great. And that's a podcast there. That's how it's supposed to work. You know, if it's a one-partner listener, which is a lot of the people's situation, you know, you'd have the same exact, con- you know, the conversation wouldn't be very much different, so... Uh, so that's about it. I'm, I'm really glad you've come by. If this is your first few times here, I understand you'd be skeptical. This isn't a sleep solution. You know, I'm not a guru. You know, clearly, you know, I still probably have like a Play-Doh somewhere in my molars, you know. And no, it's not recent. I did not eat any Play-Doh in the last, uh, how many fingers do I have? But, um... What was I going to say? Uh, yes, yeah, so, so if you're skeptical, give it a few tries. I hope it works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. It's not a sleep solution. It's kind of just a sleep offering. Give it a shot. Ideally, I take your mind off of stuff. And you're under no pressure to, to listen. You're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'll be here. Uh, Game of Thrones, I'll be here for about two hours talking about later versions of the show and stuff I thought about. Uh, so I really appreciate you giving this a shot. And I know it's like, yeah, what's the heck's that purple thing? And they say, what's that? What, what, you read the, the thing and you say, what's it, what's what? And they say, yep, that's it. That's my sleep podcast. Oh, boy. The Play-Doh Kid. So thanks a lot. I hope I can help you fall asleep. I yearn to help you fall asleep. And, and let's uh, keep the show going. Uh, hey, you've been like uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whether it's uh, mind racing, thinking, uh, feeling, listing, physical sensations, noisy, whatever's whatever's got you up. I'm going to try to distract him from that. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Uh, turn, turn, turn about, I'll do, turn about is fair play, I think. I'll use that. Uh, I'll be playing on my creaky dulcets here. But, but basically, we have this podcast where if you're new here, uh, welcome. The whole idea of the podcast is I'm going to tell a story, or in this case tonight, I'm going to talk about uh, Game of Thrones. I'm going to use it, do it in a kind of slow, easy pace. I'm going to try to make it sleepy, so don't worry about the content. Uh, and I'll talk about the episode, then I'll talk about some stuff during the episode that made me curious. I'll be like, geez, what is... Uh, What's the difference between beard hair and ear hair or something? You know, that's that's just a, a fake example, but uh, but I'll do that. Then we'll have a visit from Tom and Sir Pounce, everybody's favorite uh, parody. Uh, what is that other word called? Satire, satirious characters. And we'll talk to the old gods in the new, and we'll finish out the episode. 
Uh, but the whole thing is you, you don't you don't really you could start listening. It'll take your mind off stuff. I, I put a reasonable amount of work into it, but you don't need to. You just kick back. You kind of listen. You say, OK, Scooter's going to ramble here for a 10 minute intro. If, if you're new here, yeah, Scooter's going to ramble for a 10 minute intro. You could always skip it. Or you go to the next section. He'll try to explain how the podcast works out of 390 something so far. He's, you know, he's still trying to explain, you know, and then I'll, uh, then we'll go in. It was, at some point you'll be like, well, I'm kind of listening, but I'm kind of drifting off. And ideally, you know, I'll help escort you across the threshold from wake to sleep. And you might, if you're really new here, he might be asking, well, why would somebody do this? Or what gives you, you know, what, what do you think? You know, okay, well, if so far, I haven't, you know, I do a lot of that, and that's not, uh, it, uh, that's just how my brain works. My brain kind of is gummed up, uh, kind of like a greasy, like, piece of farm equipment. You know, it's got kind of all the gunk and the junk, and you say, well, hey, Pa, what, what's going on with that, uh, whatever the heck that thing is? Is that a thresher or a, uh, a wheelbarrow, son? What's going on with that wheelbarrow? What's all gummed up, you know? And you say, well, why, why, you know, what do you do? And you see, you know, if it was, if it was my, my dream, you say, well, push harder, you know, get, get wheelbarrowing. That's why I had you out here. You know, wheelbarrow the pig pens. And I said, well, I told my parents I didn't want to come here. No offense, Pa. And Pa, you know, this fictional Pa who, you know, offers those kind of life lessons without, they say, well, geez, you've got to get, got to get some good life. You know, I get to tough life lessons of a hard, hard knocks or whatever, or a hard wheelbarrow pushing. And it's like, well, Pi, could we, we passed like 45 Home Depots and they're elk on the way here because there's 8,000 big box stores on the way out here. We could have just picked up a wheelbarrow. That, you know, that's a loss leader for them, I think. And then Pi would probably be a loss leader. You're a loss leader for sunlight. We get pushing. And then I would sigh. And it, there is a metaphor in there because sometimes at bedtime you get these pilot characters, you know, they have their overalls on and they, they crop out of your brain somewhere and they say, oh, okay, I'm going to dig in here. I need, I need to drop some life lessons on you. So, well, you actually had a long day at work and I'm really not in the mood for pushing around a wheelbarrow uh, that's all gunked up. As a matter of fact, I don't think you're actually my relative because this is just an imaginary metaphor. Somehow I found myself in, but it's having an emotional impact on me. I just prefer if you could you just go by, you know, there's a, there's those neighbors that are playing rock music. Shouldn't you go harass them? Well, I need to teach you to be assertive so you can say, okay, well, how you get, well, let me start listening, listening with your defects because you need to toughen up. And then it just kind of gets this rigmarole, and at some point, I think the first mistake, but it's not on your, not on you, is like you engage. Like if I would have never engaged Pa, like eight minutes ago or whatever, I could have, we could have just been like, we could have been talking about gummed up stuff instead. I mean, holy mackerel! But but once you get engaged with that. And this could be your body or your just your na- you know you don't want to go engaging with your neighbors either, even if they're driving you batty. 
or your feelings or, or, or whatever it is that's keeping you up. Like, my job is to distract you. Because, it's, it's, believe it or not, I'm not capable of dealing with actually those real-world problems. I mean, believe me, I got a pot in my head uh, that wants me to push around. And I see, and I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm like, well, why couldn't we? I don't understand, pot. Why couldn't we just get a new wheelbarrow? Chasing good money after bad. That's, that should be your middle name. And they say, well, your name should be like whatever those are called, those words. I think it's like a truism. It's not a truism because I don't think it's true. Right as rain. And I say, okay, thanks, Pat. Yeah, I'll just start pushing this wheelbarrow. What are you going to be doing watching you? You may start sooner. You know, daylight's burning. Now, let's. I guess let's try Like, let's try a technique here that the podcast works. And I'll pretend now, so, so this is going to be even worse for my mental health because instead of dividing myself between Pa and Drew, we'll say that's Andy, the kid with the wheelbarrow. I'm going to roll in there, this scene right now. This is, this is experimental. I've never done this on an intro. Try to go, like, divide myself three ways. It's a little menage de nuts, you know? So, okay, I'm going to roll in there, and let's see how it goes. This Because this is a microcosm of the podcast here. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, pick up your scene. Well, geez, Pa, I don't know how to... So should I just start wheelbarrowing? You wheelbarrow and shovel it. It's going to teach you value of hard work. Hey, excuse me, gentlemen. I couldn't help noticing your uh, discussion here. Yeah, who, who the heck are you, city boy? Well, golly, sir, that is, are those Oshkosh Bagash overalls in a union suit? Who's asking? And is this young man here, are you here teaching valuable life lessons to this young man about wheelbarrows and uh, gunked up gears and burning daylight? You're, you're really trying to help this young man, aren't you? Uh, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm just trying to put, 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 put a bend in his back. Okay, well, that's that's terrific. You you seem like a uh, young man. You seem to be uh, you, you seem to be kind of resentful that you're here to be taught life lessons. Is is is? And I'm not putting words in my mouth. Well, I am actually, but uh, well, yeah, I just I, believe it or not, I know this is a fictional, but I'm trying to go to sleep. This is weird. I just somehow my parent and then my parents drove me out to this farm, and this man's not my grandfather. And this isn't so, I, I think, and it's not a dream either. I just want to go to sleep. I have to go to work tomorrow. Uh, you need to get to work right now. Oh, wow, this is going to be a tougher case than I thought. So you so, Pa, you mind if I call you Mr. Mister Pa? How's that? It's starting out right. I couldn't help but notice, you know, how helpful you are with these life lessons. And is this your farm here, this lovely farm? Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, and this is your 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 this is your grandson like figure that you're trying to teach uh, life lessons. It's really important to you to pass on your knowledge, huh? Yeah, it sure is. He's I'm draining him. I've got him. I think, and it's important for you to pass on the knowledge of the time passing. You know, because I always wonder about because I think he was asking earlier about the gunked up wheel. On the wheelbarrow, the the rusty one there, and I, I was always I, I I happened to hear about that gunky wheel, and then I guess it was a life lesson not to to save money, 
use, you know, it's a brilliant, brilliant life lessons within a life lesson. And then maybe this young man doesn't know that the friction of, of the work of the wheel will loosen the gunk because it's still, it'll still lubricate once the friction begins and warms it up. Is that correct? It's correct. And that then he'll be going and he's going to be shoveling and that'll be like a good, a healthy thing. And I see, Jesus, this is a, this is quite a spread you have here, quite a farm. And I think you're, this is powerful stuff. And this young man's got some spike. You must really see a spark in him. That's why you really want to help him so much. Uh, darn, darn right. Yeah, and it maybe reminds you of you. Could be possibly your, 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 uh, you know, real, so, somehow, you know, you two might be in the same brain. I, I got to break it to you both. Same brain. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know it's how hard it is. I was just thinking, well, now it's this crazy idea, guys. Uh, but I was thinking that, uh, you know, how hard it is to not only give life lessons, but to receive them. And I was just thinking, like, what if I put you both in the wheelbarrow and I push you around the farm for the rest of the day, and then I'll shovel everything later, because uh, uh, it'll be, you know, it'll be here tomorrow for me to shovel. I'm not shoveling anything, by the way. And so why don't you two hop in the wheelbarrow here? Hop in the wheelbarrow, and we'll get a tour. Yeah, because you're doing, you you deserve a break today, as they used to say. Yeah, and yeah, you young man, hop in there, and you can. You know, stewing your own juices, it's fine, and just kick back. And what I'm going to do is, while I push this wheelbarrow around this lovely farm, so slowly, racking motion of the wheelbarrow, I'm going to, you two just close your eyes and listen to the farm, imaginary farm sounds. And I'll be right back. I got, sometimes I talk and think at the same time, and then I'll tell you all about this TV show, Game of Thrones. Uh, which is so full of life lessons. Okay, hey, oh, I need some bags. So sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I guess I got to be volunteered to push these two around the rest of the episode, which is fine. Uh, but that's kind of how the podcast works. Is uh, a little bit like that. I'll put pile all your worries, whatever's keeping you up. I'll, I'll put it in a wheelbarrow. And I'll push it around the farm, and, and we'll just go, you know, and, and, I, and I'll just do some talking. What could be nicer? And these two are getting along great now. Then just kicking back in the wheelbarrow, believe it or not, it's padded, lavender-scented. Has, like, one of those camelbacks with cool uh, beverage of your choice, iced, of course. So you're just going to stick that straw in your mouth. Blue sky full of clouds and a man rambling about Game of Thrones. What could be better? So I appreciate you stopping by. If this is your first time here, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different of a podcast. The whole, whole idea is you, you don't have to fall asleep. I try to take your mind off of stuff. You know, maybe it'll put you to sleep. I hope it does. Works for a lot of people. I hope it works for you. If you can't sleep, though, with these Game of Thrones episodes, I'll be here at least two hours rambling. So... If you can't sleep, I'll be here to keep you company in the deep, dark night, because that's a, as an essential a job as putting everybody else to sleep is to me. So, you know, I'll be pushing this wheelbarrow the whole time, so I appreciate you stopping by. 
And I really hope I really yearn uh, to help you fall asleep. All right, well, let's get on to the show.